This is Sunday Focus, a weekly public affairs program that looks at the topics affecting our society and the people who are making a change in the community each and every day. The people who have vision for the next generation. Sunday Focus presents new challenges for us, keeping you informed with topics of local and regional interest. Now the host of Sunday Focus, Christine Manica. Good morning. Coming up on the program today, Sioux Falls Fire Rescue and Sioux Falls Animal Control join the program to talk about fireworks safety with humans and with our pets. Plus, Hope Haven talks to us about the latest with their organization. All that and more coming up on Sunday Focus. Suffering from fear, depression, anxiety, or loneliness? If so, there's hope. The power of prayer can transform your life. At Direct Line Prayer Center, we're here to walk beside you and take your issues of life to the giver of life. Our prayer team is ready to pray for you in person, by telephone, or via email. To learn more, check us out at directlinesd.org or call 605-274-9274. Welcome back to Sunday Focus. I'm being joined by kind of a unique combination we have going on. We have Brandon. He is with the Sioux Falls Fire Rescue. He is a fire inspector. And then we have control supervisor for the Sioux Falls Animal Control, Julie, here with us in the studio. Hi, guys. Good morning. Good morning. How's it going? You know what? It's going great. First of all, thank you both for joining me in the studio. It's nice to see faces again that's for sure now the fourth of july it's fast approaching and this year america's holiday lands on a sunday and this can only mean one thing for people it's fireworks that's what immediately pops into people's minds now for anyone who isn't familiar um it is legal to use fireworks in south dakota but there are limits so brandon can you tell us the current fireworks ordinance here for the city of sioux falls so for the city of sioux falls um shooting fireworks off in sioux falls in the town itself is illegal mm-hmm. um, we have pretty strict uh, ordinances here in sioux falls and that's protect our residents and um basically what you can do and what you can't do. Anything that has an audible report or a propelling agent, you cannot shoot off in Sioux Falls. English, what does that mean? That means like <laughs> a bottle rocket. Okay. Um, you shoot a bottle rocket and it goes, weep. Can't have that in Sioux Falls. Or a black cat. Or basically anything that goes up into the air and makes a noise, you cannot shoot off in Sioux Falls. So what are the fireworks that you can have in city limits if, or outside so, of sim- city limits so if you do decide to use them? Inside of city limits, it's basically your sparklers, your snakes, your party poppers, stuff like that. It's really simple. It's really generic. Now, I know and everybody else in this room knows that people are going to shoot off fireworks mm-hmm. in Sioux Falls. It happens. Just so you know, if a cop does catch you in the act of shooting off a firework, it is a $95 fine. Um, but it happens in the city of Sioux Falls all the time. So outside of Sioux Falls, you need to check with your local laws, your local uh, ordinances with other towns. They might be different than Sioux Falls. They might be the same, but definitely check where you're at. Now, you know, like you said, you can shoot some fireworks off outside of the city limits, and then there are some in the city limits. But besides fireworks, there are other activities that people can do in order to celebrate the 4th. Run those down for us. So there's a lot of different things you can do with the 4th. When everybody thinks about the 4th of July, the first thing they think is fireworks. What I think about is food. Yes. Um, I'm I'm a big food eater. The steak, the burgers, 
um, everything that comes along with that. So things that you can definitely do are glow sticks for the kids, silly string, yard games. A really cool idea is an outdoor movie night. You can kind of set up an outdoor movie theater. Mm-hmm. Um, get everybody to get your popcorn, get your drinks, uh, get a good movie going. Or something that's really fun and cool that I've been seeing as popular is throwing a birthday party for the USA. So you have party poppers, you have all that kind of stuff, and of course, don't forget the cake. Can you run down the legality issues for fireworks one more time? Because you did say $95 fine, correct? Yep. So if you are shooting illegal fireworks off in Sioux Falls, anything that has an auto report or a launching component or a projectile, and a cop or an officer does find you doing that on the spot, you can get a $95 citation. Okay. And, you know, the fourth is about celebrating with your family, with your friends, having that barbecue, eating those hot dogs and burgers. And this also includes celebrating with your dogs. And Julie, this is where we bring you into the conversation. I, I saw this on Facebook the other day. My aunt is already on top of saying, hey, protect your pets this 4th of July and just sharing all these sorts of facts and whatnot so you know believe it or not our cats and dogs they're not the biggest fan of fireworks to to some degree so before you even light the match what is a good key tip to keep in mind if you do plan on celebrating with fireworks on the fourth of july and you're around your pets well, again, thanks for having me here today. Yeah. Um, this is very topical, very timely, and I, I love getting this message out to the public. Uh, just kind of know your pet is the first thing. Know your pet. Is it scared of loud noises? Do you think it's going to be scared? Uh, if so, pre- take precautions. Yeah. Um, there's things that you can do to minimize the effects on your pet during this time. Um, you always need to keep him safe during the fireworks and that sort of thing. So we can talk about that. But yeah. I think the, the best thing is to think ahead. Think about whether you're where you're going. What are you doing? Are you going to a barbecue? Are you going to a parade? Are you going to be gone all day? Do you need a, a different quiet spot for your pet during those activities? Mm-hmm. Um, will your dog or cat... Some people like to take their cats places. Um, (laughs) Will your dog or cat like going to a fireworks show Mm -hmm. or would they rather stay at home? So some things that you need to think about ahead of time before the day comes. You know, something unique about South Dakota is that we do like hunting. We do like fishing. And even though dogs, some of them are not gun shy, can they still be fireworks shy in a way? Oh, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. So that's not out of the question either. Correct. Okay. So sometimes, like you mentioned before, our dogs dogs and cats they do get stared and end up running away now how critical is it to microchip your dog and again my sister studying to be a veterinarian is heavily always saying microchip microchip what are the benefits with that well the benefits are many and the downfalls are slim i don't know if there's any downfalls to having (laughs) a microchip on your pet uh if you want to have your collar and license on your pet that's great um but if it slips out of its collar uh, when it's running away, that's not going to be much help for us when we catch it and try to get it back home to you. So the best way is to get a microchip in in your pet, and it's really inexpensive to do at a vet or at the Humane Society. It stays with your pet all the time, Mm -hmm. and we can always then help to get your pet back home. And that's that's our main priority is trying to reunite families with their pets. How does that microchip work for anyone who isn't familiar with it or is even considering microchipping their pets? Sure. It's just this tiny little microchip that um, they use. um, They'll use a syringe Mm -hmm. and put it right underneath the, the animal's 
skin on their back and it stays there for the rest of their life and it doesn't bother them it's not in a spot that they itch at or scratch at or or anything so it uh it's it's a wonder for us Mm -hmm. uh we do sometimes we're able to reunite families with pets that are from states away that have somehow ended up in south dakota (laughs) just took a little road trip right that's right (laughs) how many calls would you say you get about dogs running away on the fourth of july or on the weekend of the fourth of july alone right and you know we're talking about fireworks and fireworks aren't just lit off on the fourth of july there's a few days in advance that they can light them yeah. off and then a couple days after so our one of our busiest times of the year is uh, around the fourth of july and it's because people are not only lighting fireworks but also they're going to barbecues at friends houses they're going to parades they're going to places where their dogs are kind of overwhelmed yeah. by people and um, get into these situations where they're spooked and they they run off so it is one of our biggest times of the year and uh, i'd say Typically, the week of 4th of July, a couple days before and after, we typically pick up 30 to 40 stray animals. Uh, or Those are the lost animals that people turn into yeah. us anyway. And uh, going back to the microchips, I just wanted to yeah. <laughs> remind people that if you do put a microchip in and your animals had it in for a while, call the company that you have the microchip with. There should be a little tag on the on the animal's collar or some sort of paperwork that came with it. Make sure that your information is up to date because Mm -hmm. people will move so their address won't be right or they'll change phone numbers. And so when we do scan that animal and we're trying to get them home, we just we can't because the number's old or or something like that. So so now we bring on the safety talks with fireworks and pets and whatnot. So, Brandon, I'll start with you first. What are some safety tips when it comes to handling fireworks or explosives of any kind, really? So I know safety is everybody's favorite topic and everybody's probably <laughs> turning their dial down right now on the safety. But honestly, you know, U.S. has roughly 20,000 structure fires a year during the 4th of July. Mm. So and in Sioux Falls alone, last year I was on call investigator. I had three structure fires and multiple dumpster fires. Wow. And so starting at the top basically is everybody has kids running around. Don't let your kids play with fireworks. Don't let them have a lighter. Don't let them play with fireworks. Just don't let them touch them. Let the grown-ups take care of that. Another good thing is always make sure that you purchase your fireworks from a licensed vendor. Don't make your own fireworks. Don't get it from some person down the street having a little fireworks mm-hmm. stand in their house. Always make sure it's a licensed vendor. Have an extinguisher or a way to extinguish a fire nearby. So if you don't have a fire extinguisher, a hose, a bucket of water, or just a pile of sand and something does get going by you that you can quickly uh, take care of. Um, and then one of the biggest things, and we actually just did a video uh, at the WH Lions Fairgrounds on how to properly dispose of your fireworks. Three of the fires I went to last year, the structure fires, and there's a fire in Harrisburg too mm-hmm. that's burnt down a house was because uh, people not disposing of their fireworks properly. Yeah. And what that means is, so you have a firework, you light it off, it's still gonna be hot. And what they do is they, they're doing a great job by picking it up and throwing it away, 
But that container that they're throwing away is combustible material, it's plastic. And it heats up the garbage that's inside, the paper, the boxes, the cardboard, and fireworks themselves are combustible, believe it or not. Fireworks are made of paper and cardboard. And it lights that garbage can on fire, it spreads to the garage, the garage spreads to the house, and then all of a sudden you're out um, without a house or uh, multiple houses or a garage or whatever it might be. So the best way to take care of that is you're gonna soak your fireworks. So soak them in water for up to five hours or leave them in water overnight. Um, in the morning when you get up and you clean the rest of your stuff up in your house, take your fireworks out of the water, wrap them up in a plastic bag, and then you can throw them away um, inside the garbage can. And I was actually just talking to one of our garbage disposal services here in Sioux Falls uh, this week, and they've actually had fires too from picking up the garbage. So they'll come a couple days later after the 4th, They'll pick up the garbage, and next thing you know, their hopper where they store the garbage is on fire. Mm -hmm. uh, two years ago, we actually did burn a garbage truck down. So clean up your stuff, put it in water, your fireworks, put them in water, soak them overnight, and you guys should be all right. And then if parents are, this just came into my mind, those little pop rocks that you can throw on the ground, yep. that's kind of a safe thing for kids to do. Yeah. That was one of yes. my favorites. Snaps, absolutely. My kids love snaps. We got boxes and boxes of them, and it keeps them fun. They throw them at you. I mean, it, they're, they're harmless. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure the pets don't mind them. The snaps, they're not too crazy. Uh, <laughs> Julie, your face was kind no, of like, no, I'm no, not they, sure about that. No, they don't like say, Don't either. throw them at your pets. But, um, <laughs> yeah. If it don't feel safe, don't do it. Okay. If you are just listening, Brandon and Julie. Brandon is with the Sioux Falls Fire Rescue, and Julie is with the Sioux Falls Animal Control. Now, we've already said this. It's honestly, is it ever a good idea? idea to have fireworks around pets talk about the safety issues in regards to that julie well i think there's some pets that want to be with you and they're not really bothered by mm -hmm. fireworks but again it's knowing your pet is it is it going to be sensitive or not but I would say most pets probably wouldn't like snaps, <laughs> um, especially my cat. I don't think my cat would enjoy that at all. Oh, but yeah, I think there's there's several things to take into account when you're talking about fireworks and, and the 4th of July festivities all mm -hmm. in all. Uh, even if you go to a barbecue, you know, there could be embers from the charcoal grill or just the charcoal grill itself that could be sensitive uh, or that could burn their little paws or noses. And that's basically one of the big things with pets around fireworks is, uh, is there embers on the ground that they could, you know, touch with their nose and get a burn on their nose or their paw pads, mm -hmm. you know, always making sure to keep them away from the fireworks as much as possible in that way. But also pets are very, a lot of pets are very scared of the noise. And so I can agree with those pets. Yes. <laughs> Pre-planning what you're going to do with your pet uh, during the fireworks is a good idea. Um, so what we recommend is if you normally take your dog out to go potty at, right before bed, maybe take him out before it gets dark, mm -hmm. um, get him a good walk in, make sure they're tired, and then put them if, in a basement or a closed off room somewhere quiet so that they can get away from the noise when the fireworks start. Um, a lot of people will put on some like uh, white noise, yeah. like the television or radio or just something that will kind of cover the noise yeah. for them. Um, and then some people, some pets just are really extra sensitive and you yeah. might want to talk to your veterinarian about maybe getting something to help calm them or soothe them during this time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's very important to keep our pets safe and our families and, and kids safe. Now, let's think about what we're in right now. It's 
dry in South Dakota. For a long period of time, it's been dry. So in reality, I don't think it's the best idea to like to light fireworks around the 4th of July. So, so Brandon, can you explain how this weather is going to affect if someone does want to light up fireworks or anything like that? So if you think about, you know, springtime or it's, it's really dry, right? The grass is dormant. Everything's brown. That's basically conditions we are right now. Mm-hmm. Um, in the fall you, or in the spring, you have a lot of um, fires in people that are out in the field, stuff like that. You have grass fires. In Sioux Falls, the grass is exact same. There's not a lot of water moisture in it. So if you're shooting fireworks, anything like that, and a little ember does get on that grass, you could have a grass fire. So what Sioux Falls Fire Rescue is promoting this year is let the professionals handle it if you can. Um, the part, And there's going to be... Um, the JCs are putting on a fire display at the WH Lions Fairground. So when they do that, they'll have the proper um, safety precautions going out there. They'll have a truck out there with the crew with water in case fire does ha- or, uh, fire does start. And with that grass, if you do are overtaking it, whether you're in Sioux Falls or outside of Sioux Falls, just remember if that grass sets on fire, starts on fire, it can spread to your house, it can spread mm-hmm. to your, your trees. Um, stuff like that. So just with the dry conditions, you have to be extra, extra, extra precautious this year. So you're not saying, oh, don't have fun this year. Just just be careful and think before you act. Yeah, like I said, um, with the conditions, we always want you to be safe. But with this year, um, any little ember that gets on that grass could really take off. All right, good tips to keep in mind for both things around. We have Brandon and Julie uh, here with us. Now, Julie, if someone's dog or pet were to run away, where do they call or who do they go to? Sure. Well, you can always call the police department's non-emergency number, which is 367-7000, and that will get you in touch with animal control. And I'd like to say also that um, a lot of people will find a lost dog or cat and wonder what they can do with it. If you feel comfortable with that animal, you can also take it up to the Sioux Falls Area Humane Society, mm-hmm. which is on East Benson Road. And they have a night receiving spot there where they can you can drop off an animal. Um, or if you are looking for an animal, sometimes other people, like I just said, will pick up an animal, bring it up to the Humane Society, mm-hmm. and animal control is not involved. So the best way to check and see if that might have happened as well is to call our um, our stray building, which is up at the Humane Society, and that number is 553-6747. So 367-7000 for animal <laughs> control and 553-6747 for our stray building up at the Humane Society. All right, awesome. And Brandon, if anyone has any fireworks safety questions for you, who can they call or what's the website to go to? So they can give us a call at Sioux Falls Fire Prevention at 605-367-8093. All right, awesome. Thank you both for joining me today. Absolutely, it's fun. And happy Fourth of July. Yeah, absolutely. Happy for the July. Woo! Yes. <laughs> we'll be back. When approaching a highway construction zone, slow down. I am Trooper Devon Clark of the South Dakota Highway Patrol. Always slow down to at least the posted speed limit when going through a construction zone. That way you can protect those working on the highways and you can be prepared to stop if necessary. And slowing down in construction zones can also save you money because speeding fines are doubled in work zones. Help everybody stay safe. 
Welcome back to Sunday Focus. I am joined in the studio from Hope Haven Marketing Manager, Brooke Koima. I said that right, right? Yep, that's yes. correct. There we go. She is going to talk to us about the organization and lots of exciting events coming up. First of all, Brooke, thanks for joining us today. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's always nice to have someone back in the studio face-to-face. I've mentioned this before. And let's just put it this way. Last year and this year was just different in general. It has been different. But before we get to that, let's talk about Hope Haven. What is your organization all about? Hope Haven is a nonprofit organization that provides services and support for people with disabilities. Um, Our services are comprehensive. We have a really big umbrella, so we do a lot of different things that cover a lot of aspects of a person's life that's vocational, so connecting people with job opportunities, housing, so that's direct care in in homes. Um, We have an international ministries program, um, so we do a lot of different things. Individual choice is really key in all of our services, Mm -hmm. empowering people to have a productive life of their choosing in their own communities. What about people that benefit from this program? So when people come in to Hope Haven, what is their number one priority that they're looking for from you guys? Yeah, so it really varies based on individual need. Um, Our largest service program at the moment is community living. We have over 60 community living residences in Northwest Iowa and Southwest Minnesota. But like I said, it really varies based on that person's needs. And our international ministries program has their distribution center in Sioux Falls. And that program has delivered over 130,000 wheelchairs in 109 countries. So, and they estimate that there are millions of people around the world who still need a wheelchair and can't access one. So that program has a really great need and a lot of people tap into that and and work with us on that program. So I, I should have mentioned in the beginning that this is part of the Sioux Empire. So you have a location in Iowa. Yes. And then is there also an office located in Sioux Falls? Yeah. So our headquarters are in Rock Valley, Iowa, but our international ministries is headquartered in Sioux Falls. You were talking about the wheelchair ministry yep. just now. How many wheelchairs, just so I can figure that out, how many wheelchairs would you say you distribute a year? It really depends. Anywhere between 2,000 to 5,000 wheelchairs, probably. Can you talk about some experiences that people have had with Hope Haven? So our organization was founded in 1964, so there's a lot of history there. Yeah. Um, And a lot of people, especially in the Sioux Empire, have been on a trip with us or they have volunteered at one of our wheelchair workshops. And that basically uh, working in a wheelchair workshop entails refurbishing wheelchairs that are donated. So if someone has a wheelchair that they no longer use, they'll donate it to our organization and we, our volunteers will refurbish it to like new and then it'll be donated to someone in need. So locally people help us refurbish those wheelchairs. And then there's also opportunities for people to go on trips with us to places like Vietnam and Guatemala and Romania and be a part of that process where they're personally giving a wheelchair to somebody in need. So those are some really great experiences. There's so many stories, but when you're there in that country and you're, you're seeing the person get that life-changing gift of a wheelchair, it's, it's really incredible. It's probably really rewarding for you on your end just to see it all unfold. Definitely. It's the whole, you see the whole process right there. Things that have changed with COVID-19, too. And there really isn't an area that hasn't been affected in some way. Nonprofits and organizations like Hope Haven especially have been hurting during this difficult time. 
Yeah, re- things really were put on pause with that. We had one of our last trips in March, and then things really came to a halt on that. Behind the scenes, we were still collecting wheelchairs, and our volunteers were safely working when they could on on refurbishing them. But yeah, we didn't have a lot of trips last year, so we're excited when things start opening back up to to get back out there and and get those wheelchairs distributed to people in those countries. So when COVID first became a reality, what were your thoughts personally and as an organization? Yeah, wow. Difficult time for everyone, especially in our nonprofit and what we do. Locally, we provide direct care. So that's super challenging because the the work that we do that way doesn't stop and people can't work from home. And then our wheelchair ministry just all of those trips being paused and it, yeah, it's really difficult, but our, I would say our leadership was really innovative and coming up with solutions and all of our employees, it was such a team effort of following all those procedures and being a really united front in order to come through it all. But yeah, what a, what a difficult, strange time. Don't remember my exact reaction, but just yeah. really not sure how to take that all in because so new for everyone. I know. And we're all still trying to process this year in general, too. And you already just said this. How did your team act to the pandemic and what was the plan going forward? Our team really acted and collaborated to come up with those safety procedures in terms of all of our different service programs, whether that be local or international, like pausing some of those trips. Mm -hmm. Um, And then on our fundraising aspect of things with our events, you know, figuring out, oh, do we cancel this? Do we reschedule it? So that was an interesting thing to navigate all of those challenges. When you did eventually, because for the most part, yeah, because of COVID, all those events that were planned were canceled or postponed. So what were just some of the events that were canceled last year for Hope Haven? Well, we have a Rock and Roll for Hope event that's at the Country Club in Sioux Falls every March. That was canceled. And then we had a couple other concert events that take place in the spring that were canceled. Thankfully, we were able to hold some of our summer events that are out, were outside. Mm-hmm. The ones that we postponed, we did have in the summer and the fall, but they just looked different, right? Less people there, mass safety procedures like that. So we were able to pivot with some of those events. But yeah, it was just a challenging thing to restructure those events. But so a few of them were canceled. A few of them were restructured and postponed. If you are just listening, Brooke from Hope Haven, she is joining me in the studio. How crucial are these events and fundraisers for an organization like Hope Haven? Fundraising events are huge for us. We have you know, about a dozen events throughout the year. So events are a huge part of our fundraising efforts. So, and not only is it a great way for us to raise funds, but it's just a great way to get the community involved and aware of what we do. Um, It connects people with volunteering opportunities. So there's just a number of ways that events are really critical to our fundraising efforts. Absolutely. And just like events like the auction and other programs you put on at Hope Haven, you need help. So what are volunteer opportunities that are offered at Hope Haven? Yeah, there's a number of different ways that people can volunteer and get involved with Hope Haven. Um, we have a list of all of those on our website, hopehaven.org slash volunteer. And it, you know, it depends on the location that you're at. But in Sioux Falls specifically, we have opportunities to help at our, our Sioux Falls headquarters, our international ministries. So you can get involved by helping refurbish those wheelchairs. You can also help us load up for shipments, organize. There's administrative tasks. So there's a lot of information on our website about how you can help out that way 
and sign up for more information. You've set the website already a couple of times. More information about Hope Haven. Remind everyone the website. Yeah, check out hopehaven.org for more information on all of our events. All right. Awesome. Brooke Coima with Hope Haven. Thanks so much for joining us today. Yeah. Thanks for having me. We'll be back. With so many myths about the COVID-19 vaccine, it's important to know the facts. Every COVID-19 vaccine goes through rigorous testing to show that it's safe and effective for patients. Similar to the flu shot, the most common side effects of the COVID-19 vaccines are injection site pain, soreness, and swelling. These side effects show that a vaccine is working and your body is building an immune response. Get vaccinated to protect yourself, your family, and your community. Learn more about the COVID-19 vaccines at SanfordHealth.org. You know what really gets a party started? Indoor baseball. Yeah, just find a broom or a pool cue, and you can use, like, anything as a ball. Cans, bottles, shoes. Hey, bro, toss me that avocado. Most party fouls are pretty dumb, but if you decide to drink and drive underage, you could lose your license and your freedom. Underage drinking and driving, the ultimate party foul. Learn more at ultimatepartyfoul.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. When approaching a highway construction zone, slow down. I am Trooper Devon Clark of the South Dakota Highway Patrol. Always slow down to at least the posted speed limit when going through a construction zone. That way you can protect those working on the highways and you can be prepared to stop if necessary. And slowing down in construction zones can also save you money because speeding fines are doubled in work zones. Help everybody stay safe. I'm Christine Manica and you've been listening to Sunday Focus. I'd like to thank my guests from the Sioux Falls Fire Rescue, the Sioux Falls Animal Control, and Hope Haven. Please join us again next week for another edition of Sunday Focus. Sunday Focus is a public affairs program of Results Radio, Town Square Media, Sioux Falls.